Well, it only took seven years, but we have returned to the Pittsburgh Public Theater. How Yin's doing? Well, Yin, yeah, I'm doing fine. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 598, Returning to Pittsburgh. This week, we begin our four-and-a-half-week run of William Shakespeare's long-lost first play abridged at the Pittsburgh Public Theater. It's a huge treat to return to the public, where we've played so many times before, and really a great honor, because we're the final production of artistic director Ted Pappas' final season. He's retiring after 17 seasons, and in a sort of genius programming move, he's bringing us in to follow his production of Hamlet, which was also a huge hit. So audiences here got to see Shakespeare's greatest play, and now they get to see his long-lost first play. Reed Martin, Teddy Spencer, and I traveled to Pittsburgh today and recorded this conversation as soon as we got here, in which we reminisce about our previous times here and talk about what we're looking forward to this time. Last time we were here was uh, we did the complete uh, world of sports abridged in January 2011 for a week in the doldrums of January. Yes, and demand was so huge that here we are, so only s- only seven and a half years later. Of course, in January, who's going to the theater in January? Not not, not nobody, many. No, nobody at the Pittsburgh Public Theater. No. But now we're back with uh, William Shakespeare's long lost first play abridged at the beginning of the summer, and this is the nicest weather I think we've ever had when coming to Pittsburgh. Well, it's always it's generally been November, December, January. So yes, the humidity was not like this then. No, that this is true. And Teddy, what's it like for you to return to Pittsburgh? Uh, well, you know, this is actually my first time, so this is the worst the weather's ever been for me. So <laughs> you know, yeah. But uh, but it's it's good. It's Nice, yeah. It rains a lot here in Pittsburgh, um, but um, it's uh, it, this is the fifth or fourth or fifth, sixth time we've come to the public. Oh, I, th- I think it's six or seven. The first time was in '95 with the Complete History of America, right? It was yeah, '95 or '96. '95 sounds right. Yeah. Stephen Klein, who was the managing director of the National Symphony, then became at the Kennedy Center. Yes, at the Kennedy Center, saw us there, and then he got a job doing the same thing here, and he brought us. The theater was on the, I think it's called the North Side. Yeah. Then, um, and we came maybe from Thanksgiving to Christmas ish, mm-hmm. and uh, we played once or twice at the. The North Side, I guess at least twice. Twice, because we brought the Millennium Musical back in 98. Okay. 98 before the big 99 tour. Yeah. And then they've built a beautiful new theater, the O'Reilly Theater downtown here in Pittsburgh, sort of in the heart of everything. Right. And we've been back here, boy, it seems like at least five times. I think we did two long runs in the new space and then a couple of short, at least a couple of short engagements. So, our, yes. Our, our archival video is of, of the book show. It was filmed here. And it's just, cla- you can't see anything, but you can hear the audience response. And it's amazing it's yeah. amazing yeah no and pittsburgh is a great town they love their sports they're just you know hard-working you know folks good-spirited it's just it's a great town and then you have stuff like 
the August Wilson Center and, yeah. and the Andy Warhol Museum. And outside of town, you've got Frank Lloyd Wright's uh, Falling Waters. And it's just, it's well, a great place. Isn't there also a Mr. Rogers exhibit, I think, over at the PB? Well, yes, there is, Austin. The new O'Reilly Theater is down here in what they call the Cultural District, near the Opera House and near the Symphony Hall or whatever. And just across the river, we can see it from our apartments, which are three blocks from the theater. There's PNC Park, and then Heinz Field mm -hmm. is just a couple blocks over that way. I mean, so it's all happening right around this part of town. It's really hopping. There's going to be plenty to see. Uh, and apparently we're here at the right time, too, in terms of festivals. There's a festival like every weekend or every week. Theater festival, folk festival, pride festival. I don't know what's going on. Well, you know, you got to get out there while you can with the weather being as beautiful as it is. Absolutely. So the old theater was was not in downtown? There. Correct. It was on the north side. I think it was connected to the original library. Wasn't it built by Andrew Carnegie? Yeah. yeah. The outside of the theater said Carnegie library, I, th yeah. I think, and then they converted it to I a think, theater. I think it might actually be Carnegie Hall. Because we're we saying, might. I think we were saying, well, we finally made it to Carnegie Hall. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah, but the north side, I think, is traditionally considered rougher than uh, downtown. That, or downtown. Yeah, downtown. Downtown. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, and have you? So we've only we've only been here for a couple of hours yet. Um, have you been to Permani Brothers? I have not yet been to Permani Brothers. For those of you uninformed, whatever, mm. from losers. Yeah, Permani Brothers is a Pittsburgh institution mm -hmm. where you get the sandwich with the meat and the coleslaw and the fries all inside. That's insanity. It's oh. insane. I know I've seen that, I think, on Food Network before. I gotta get it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you gotta definitely get it once. <laughs> I always get it once, and I don't regret it. Unlike, <laughs> unlike Cincinnati, where I always get their the skyline chili. The skyline chili and always regret it. <laughs> Not because it feeds back, just because yeah. I don't care for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess I would order that big Permandy Brothers sandwich and say, that's so great. Could I have it without the slaw and the fries on the side? Yeah, yeah. could I get the slaw and the fries on the side? Um, and apparently it was invented for truckers who you, you know, yeah. couldn't sit down and eat. Now, what memories, what are your biggest few memories of being in Pittsburgh uh, all well, these years? Well, I'll, I, a couple memories. Um, one is that uh, go, uh, talking about the uh, the that per, the performance we did, the runner we did of um, All the Great Books Abridged. Uh, this is where we added that joke, one of the best jokes near the end of the show, because we were goofing around during the fight call and um, we were doing our Three Musketeers fight and uh, <laughs> and I said, uh, we were, there's the mix up of Mouseketeer, Musketeer, Musketeer, and I said, it's, and I was just screwing around. I just said, it's Musketeer, dumbass. And you went, Reed said, it's pronounced Dumas, Alexander Dumas. <laughs> and uh, uh, I don't even remember that. I'm a genius. No, no, no. Well, and then we decided, oh, we've got to try that tonight, but it wasn't as good coming from you. We gave the line to Matt Croak, mm -hmm. the green roll, yeah. and uh, uh, and it just kills. It stops the show, that, that punchline. The other thing I remember is that my son, Quincy, who is, uh, uh, he'll be 22, he'll be 22 uh, this July, so just in a month or so, and um, but he, when we were here in 1999, 98, uh, he potty trained here in, in Pittsburgh, uh, and I'm happy to report that he remains potty trained to this day. <laughs> well, more than I can say for myself. I uh, I got a lot of memories. I mean, our fa our funny family story is. Uh, uh, 
our two boys are now 18 and 19, about to be 18 and 20. And when they were about four or five, we were home in California. And we said, well, if you grow up and you didn't live around here, where might you want to live? And almost in unison, they both said, Pittsburgh. <laughs> and we said, why? And we realized we always played Pittsburgh for several years at Christmas time. Yeah. So they said, well, it snows there and it's always Christmas. So now I'm not seeing the snow and it's not feeling real Christmassy right now. Oh. But strangely, the boys still think it always snows here and it's Christmas. So We also have a couch at our house that my wife bought here. I don't like that couch. It has nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with Pittsburgh. I just don't care for it. It's too low, too cushy, too cushiony. Um, and there's a and if you sit right in the middle of it and sit down hard, your head smacks into the bo the board, separating the two back. It's badly designed. Well, and plus, it, it really was a struggle to fit it into the overhead. Oh you know, God. it was crazy. Nightmare getting it home. A um, couple other Pittsburgh memories. One time, we weren't performing here, but we were near Pittsburgh, and it was opening day. And Zach, who's going to be our stage manager here mm -hmm. and has been the resident sound designer of the Pittsburgh Public Theater yeah. forever, uh, got tickets for opening day for the Pirates. So it was probably, you know, the first week of April. And it was cold. <laughs> it was like snow flurries, yeah. and we were dressed like Northern California in January. It was it, it was great, and PNC Park is beautiful, but that particular opening day was a bit nippy. Well, I, I, I went to several Cubs opening days over the years, and uh, it, it, when the organist is playing Let It Snow on opening day, that's not a good sign. As far as I know, I'm Weird Al Yankovic. You're listening to Tim Minchin. Hi, this is Cory Booker. Hi, this is Octavius Elise. Hi, I'm Ann Hage. Hi, I'm Scott Simon of NPR News. Hey, I'm Eric Stone Street from ABC's Modern Family. Hi, this is Scott Bakula. Hi, I'm Kate Titchener. I'm Austin's mother. Hey, this is Joel Murray, Freddie Rumson from Mad Men. Hi, this is Cynthia Ryder, Executive Director of the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. I'm Michael Whitmore, Director of the Folger Shakespeare Library in Washington, D.C. Hello, my name is Nicholas Parsons. Hi, I'm Rachel Dratt. This is Christopher Moore. Hi, I'm Ken Ludwig. Hey, I'm Reed Diamond. I'm Peter Holland. I'm the McMeal Family Professor in Shakespeare Studies at the University of Notre Dame. This is David Koechner. Hello, folks, this is Mike McShane. Hello, I'm Adrian Scarborough. Hi, I'm Matt Walsh of the Upright Citizens Brigade. Hi, I'm Brian Dennehy, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company Podcast. Quality of mercy is not strained. It's sprinkling from above like the... No. <laughs> Where can you RSC the RSC? We'll be performing William Shakespeare's long-lost first play abridged here at the Pittsburgh Public Theater until July 1st, 2018. We have a bunch of performances of the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged revised and the ultimate Christmas show abridged scheduled for this fall of 2018, which we hope to get online next month. You can see us online reducing Wagner's Ring Cycle, the first five seasons of Lost, and Shakespeare's plays for the TV game show Jeopardy. You can see us on your bookshelves or coffee table if you get pop-up Shakespeare illustrated by the marvelous Jenny Mazels and on sale worldwide. And I know it's for sale here in the lobby at the Pittsburgh Public Theater. And as always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific specific box office venue and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Reed Martin and Teddy Spencer, two of the RSC actors you'll be he seeing here at the Pittsburgh Public Theater. 
for listeners who might be coming to the podcast for the very first time because they found a link through the Pittsburgh Public Theater, um, should we introduce ourselves a yeah, little bit? Sure. Um, I mean, the Rudy Shakespeare Company, uh, hopefully you know us, um, is, is, uh, has been, has been um, reducing expectations since 1981, taking large, uh, boring topics and, and turning them, long, long, boring topics and turning them to short, silly comedies. Um, but with William Shakespeare's Long Lost First Play, Abridged, we've done something new in the sense that we've taken a single play that we think is 100 hours long and reduced it to two hours long. But I, I think we need to stress, I think we need to stress that we've actually written this play. We've made this up. It's not actually one of Shakespeare's <laughs> early plays. No, and probably also emphasize that we owe a lot more to, say, uh, Penn and Teller and the Marx Brothers than we do to Shakespeare, at least equal parts. Yeah. I mean, although this is in verse, the, 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 it's mostly in verse, and the, and the writing of it was incredibly fun because it was like an archaeological dig. We went in to the canon of Shakespeare and tried to pull as many actual Shakespeare lines as we could um, and then get, um, uh, and then of course change it when we needed to change it uh, for the demands of the plot. But there is a single story, and it goes from the beginning to the end, and I, what, what I think people will enjoy is the fact that you, um, uh, they'll they'll hear all these lines that they recognize. Even if you, you think you don't know Shakespeare, you know more Shakespeare than you think you know yeah. because you'll hear all these lines that you recognize. And Reed and I have been do doing Reduce Shakespeare Company since a <laughs> very long time, since 89 in Reed's case, 92 in my case. Teddy, you joined us for this show. Yeah, for the the workshop production yeah. of this show about three years ago, I guess. Oh, right. But you also, you but prior to that, you've been working all over the country at different theaters around the country. In fact, you just did a show uh, at at the Eureka, no, at the Aurora, Aurora Theater. Yeah. The play was called Eureka Day, which is why I get confused, uh, but it was the Aurora Theater in Berkeley. That was a fantastic world premiere of a great new play. Yeah, that was a blast to work on. Uh, it's a brand new play by Jonathan Spector, a local Bay Area playwright, uh, about a really liberal private elementary school in Berkeley uh, and the parent council that makes all the decisions for it. And um, when something challenges, uh, there's an outbreak of mumps and uh, their viewpoints are challenged you realize that you know while they agree on lots of things there's some things that they have uh, stark differences on so yeah. well and because Reed and I both saw it what, yeah. what I liked about the play too is that it, you kind of get into the reason that you get into the backgrounds why people feel the way they do about these issues yes. and so as much as you might want to demonize one side or the other you really do get a sense of oh I can see where they're coming from even if I don't agree with it yeah, that was uh, Jonathan, the playwright. One of his main uh, objectives was to present the strongest arguments of both right. sides, you know, that he didn't want just a straw man right. argument that you could easily knock down. He wanted to hear the best of both. So. And Reed, you've been teaching and directing. What was the most recent thing you did that was not reduced Shakespeare Company? Well, I've been, I've been on adjunct faculty at Napa Valley College in Santa Rosa and Santa Rosa Junior College since 2007. I uh, this term I directed a beginning acting class and a voiceover, a voiceover and camera acting class. Um, uh, at Christmas time, I just directed um, uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," a live radio play, which yeah. went very, very, very well. So what a great idea that is. Oh, it's great, and because it, it's it, simple but familiar. And you know, and it was fun to direct because I just love that kind. I mean, it's dark, but it's heartwarming. The and, story, yeah. Yeah, and. Because uh, we've done so much radio, hmm. I I feel like I really understand that, yeah. and um, it's so theatrical in a way that I think people involved in the theater don't give it a second thought. But the public comes in and says, "Oh, they're holding scripts. Oh, right, it's a radio show. Oh, we had a live organist. Yeah. We had two foley people, sound effects people doing sound effects live, yeah. and people just 
Loved that. Well, and it's it, it reminds not only theater goers but theater makers that what we do is pretend, you know. And we talk about this all the time in Reduce Shakespeare Company shows. It's funny to show the seams. Yeah. You know, if it looks too seamless, you can't compete with movies. So why try? It's yeah. fun to show how rough and made up this is. Right. I mean, my next project that I'm going to direct at Santa Rosa Junior College uh, in spring next year is all the great books abridged oh. with students yeah. at Santa Rosa JC and instead of three guys it's going to be 12 actors male <laughs> and female so adapting that is going to be a fun challenge that's that is cool the um uh, uh I've been what have I been what the hell have I been doing no oh well I a year ago a year ago I taught at Pacific University that was really fun and I directed a production of uh, much ado about nothing um I'm also blogging for the Folger Shakespeare Library oh, now you're still doing that? I'm they haven't, fired you yet? <laughs> they haven't. Yeah. I know I this, well, they let anybody in there I know clearly well in the, I thought of it because I just literally blogged about my production of Much Ado About Nothing. It's like I'll write about anything that I know something about. Yeah. I mean, as a as a Shakespearean scholar, I am reduced. I am a reduced one at best. Um, but I also did. I'm also been doing some other episodes of acting. I played Richard Burbage in the the Midwest premiere of um, um, uh, Lauren Gunderson's The Book of Will uh, last fall at the Northlight Theater in Chicago and. This fall, I'm going to be directing. I've got to actually start practicing. I've got to start researching that a little bit. This fall, I'm directing Twelfth Night at Cincinnati Shakespeare Company um, uh, down in Cincinnati, obviously, which I'm looking forward to because I don't really know. I I've never. That's one. It's the one of the most popular Shakespeare plays, and I've actually never seen it live until recently. That's hilarious because yeah. I saw it live in Chicago with your wife Dee, as did Teddy. Well, that's and right. I, no. Yeah, and I've seen it. I think that was the third or fourth time I've seen it. It's surprising. Isn't yeah. it weird how some popular plays you just miss and then obscure ones you've seen? I know. I saw that production in the park. That's right, in the summertime. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah and I've seen Winter's Tale four or five times. Yeah. And I, I don't, don't make me watch that yeah. play again. Now, Please. speaking of serious Shakespeare, yeah. the Pittsburgh Public Theater just closed mm. Hamlet. Mm. Um, and what was the running time of that show? Do we know? Yes, I do know because I was I watched it. Okay. It was eight hours and night. No, that's not true. It was <laughs> almost three hours. It was two hours and fifty minutes long. See, now we solved that problem in our long lost first play, Abridge. Hamlet appears, mm -hmm. but instead of you know being unable to make a decision for four hours, right. he meets the master motivator, Lady Macbeth, that's who right. tells him to mm, or get off the pot. That's right. And the reason he does that is that the plot of William Shakespeare's long lost first play abridged is that Puck from A Midsummer Night's Dream and Ariel from The Tempest have a merry war betwixt them and an ancient grudge and so their so their magical rivalry um, creates a sort of um, sorcerer's apprentice level of chaos uh, that brings in the, as you said Hamlet and Lady Macbeth and um, um, the the three weird sisters from, um, from Macbeth uh, the um, uh, Beatrice from Much Ado, Richard III from uh, Henry V. No, Richard III from Richard III. Uh, <laughs> um, and False Chap, Mr. Quickly, Dromeo from the uh, Comedy Bearers, and Juliet, and King Lear. Oberon Prospero. Oberon Prospero, and, and many other surprising characters. It's like Willie Loman. Willie Loman, Oscar Madison. Attention must be paid. Uh, must be paid. Um, uh, now it's garbage. Anybody? Odd couple. And that was just the one review. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, there's so, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in, in, in Long Lost Shakes. It really is sort of a greatest hits. It's every every famous character and every famous speech from Shakespeare's plays, all of which people are familiar with.
That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. We're performing William Shakespeare's long-lost first play abridged here at the Pittsburgh Public Theater until July 1st, 2018. Go to ppt.org for more information. Then send us your reductions via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also engage with us and other fans on Facebook or Twitter. You can find easy links to all these social networks at our website, reducedshakespeare.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener, and the RSC is now on Instagram to at Reduced Shakespeare Company. Thanks as always to Total Duma Matthew Croak, Web Services by Ginger Power Limited, Music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout out this week goes to James Billington. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to all the many friends and celebs who have talked to us on the podcast over the years. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 598-1794ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. All right, so our first preview is this Thursday night. May 31st, and we're running until July 1st. Say what year, in case somebody's listening in the future? Yes, in 2018. If you're listening (laughs) um, after that, um, you're uh, SOL. (laughs) This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.